From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. Uncle Funky Larry Jones will be joining us in just a few, but I am very excited to have on the phone line with me, uh, this young lady is Afghanistan's first female fighter pilot. Uh, She has been in the U.S. for uh, some time, and um, she is here today to share her unique and pointed perspective on the current events that are affecting uh, Afghanistan and our country's decision to remove our military presence. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, Neofar Romani. Did I say that right? Did I get it right? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for uh, being here. Um, find out, what do they call you in the military? Is it um, Officer Romani, uh, Pilot Romani? I want to address you with the proper title. Um, they used to, Captain Rahmani. Captain Rahmani, and that's what I will call you. Captain Rahmani, thank you for coming on. Um, before we get into um, why the Biden administration has decided to pull the troops out of Afghanistan, um, if you don't mind, if you could, um, just give the backstory of why the American troops invaded Afghanistan in the first place, how long we've been there, um, the things that have happened throughout these I don't know, almost 20 years that we have been uh, there to present day with the decision to come out. I know it's a lot, but I just want to give context to the listeners who probably may have forgotten a lot of the things that went down um, during Bush 43's um, administration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Afghanistan is a country with over actually a decade of civil war in the country. And it has been, unfortunately, very tough for the people in Afghanistan. And as we all know, Afghanistan was under the Taliban's control like 20 years ago. And um, especially after what happened, um, very, very hard um, situation that happened in America in 9-11, of course, um, U.S., invaded Afghanistan, they went to Afghanistan, and that's when it started it. And uh, since 2001, America been in Afghanistan, and they've been absolutely a huge help for Afghan people with uh, removing the Taliban from the most of the cities from Afghanistan, and bringing peace, bringing, you know, rights for the women, especially for the women, because over 20 years of war in the country, Everything been taken away from a woman. A woman was not even allowed to go to school, be educated. They were not even allowed to go out of their own homes without a men's support or somebody from their own family with them, including men, because they were not even supposed to go out. If they were going out alone, they would get beat up. And, um, you know, most of the Afghan people, with what happened 20 years ago, the U.S. came to Afghanistan They've been a huge, huge, you know, help for Afghanistan and Afghan people is very happy and been happy over years. Of course, there's some people that they're always disagree with so many decisions in the world and that's their absolutely their problem. 
but uh, it has been a huge help, presence of Afghanistan, United States in Afghanistan, and helping especially the women through the years, you know, giving them light uh, to be educated and open up so many doors for them. And actually, I was one of them to give them this opportunity because if it wasn't because of the U.S., God knows if any of these opportunity was given to a woman and, um, you know, be part of the society. And, um, you know, like 20 years and still Afghanistan is not a peaceful place. It's still Taliban and war in most of the cities in Afghanistan. And according to your question that, you know, the decision of U.S. pulling out from Afghanistan, um, it's, you know, it is U.S. decision. It's the people here. They have been fought this war for over 20 years. And I absolutely, you know, like, respect this decision, the decision that they made to withdraw, and this is their right. You know, I cannot, as an Afghan, to say why they did this. No, it's Afghan people's job to bring peace and be united and save the country. And, you know, as I mentioned, every Afghan is thankful for this opportunity that the U.S. brought and given to all the Afghans throughout the year and support them financially and any other ways, with the military, with equipment, with airplanes. And um, it, it's the question of, and I have no doubt that Afghan government, Afghan military, um, you know, um, they are actually over all these years, they've been strong enough, they've been trained well enough um, to be able to support the country and um, to be united and not let the Taliban to get control of the country all over again. And the question is, for how long this is going to continue? Mm-hmm. Because we have some neighbors, the countries that never want Afghanistan to be in peace. And they are the supporter of Taliban. They always try to make Afghanistan not peaceful place so they can play their own games there. And it's a very hard situation. The situation that Afghan and Afghan people are um, in right now, it's difficult. And I would like to not think this will be the fall of Afghan government and the Taliban is going to get control. I would absolutely would not like to think that way or say it. But uh, my only fear is for the future of Afghan women that what is going to happen to them. Because every time when there is a war, when there's a Taliban in control, the first thing they do just take away everything from a woman. If they mm-hmm. are part of the society, if they are educated, if they go to college, they just take all of this away from a woman. And that's my biggest fear. Because in this war, men are losing, not losing anything. It's just the woman that always get hurt from the situation. Mm, that is just, man. You know, we hate to hear about things like that. And it's been, as you said, been going on for years. Um, for those who may not be familiar, um, the those that are opposed to the Taliban, when the Taliban um, was, when they did have control over um, Afghanistan, who was the opposition? Was the was it the Afs? Was it the Afghanistan government that couldn't stand up to the Taliban, and that's why they, you know, took over uh, the country or the region? You know, the problem in Afghanistan is um, the tribe. So in America, when you ask everyone, they just mention they're all Americans. But the problem in Afghanistan is the, the tribe. Everybody wants to be in power, like every different tribe, because we have so many different tribes in Afghanistan. And... Every one of them want to be in charge and 
the problem is that they have to all be united and just think as one, you know, like one people that they are all Afghans, not like see themselves separate or different tribes. And um, when the Taliban came in power, in um, it was just because I think you know, like it's way back, it's way before you know I was even born. But the problem is that it was hard for Afghan government just themselves to not let the Taliban to be in power because the Taliban nobody even knows if they're really actually Afghans or they came from other country mm-hmm. including our neighbor country and um, they just do not want to be Afghanistan to be in peace even if they have to you know destroy the government they would do you know what the problem of the Taliban is they do not like the government anybody even serve in the military or be in the government they are the first target for the Taliban because they are the one the first um, thing they have is against the government as well. They just do not want to be united or help or just solve a problem with Afghan government and just be united and figure out what the problem is. But um, they just hate government. They just destroy anybody who works even for a government. And I think that's what it happened over years ago mm. that... Um, you know, just because of this tribe, the way they play in Afghanistan, it really hurt uh, most of the innocent Afghan people uh, in the country. Just, you know, and this is just for my, you know, me being the journalist that um, I am. Was the Afghan government doing something to the people that made the Taliban come in and infiltrate and take over? Because, you know, there has to be, you know, everything has a point of origin, And so I'm wondering when the conflict between the two um, parties uh, began and who was, you know, hurt or, you know, attacked, humiliated, whatever it may be, to cause the Taliban to take over, Captain. Like, where where did it all begin, Uh, Captain Rahmani? Do you do you know? Are you familiar you know, this is a very, very complicated situation in Afghanistan that I think this question would be so difficult for every Afghan to answer. But mm. as my own point of view is, there is two sides. There's two different groups. There's a one, it's Afghan government people that they just want to have peace and live their life happy and just be in peace and build Afghanistan. And there's another group that, as I mentioned, there is some lost people between them that they just lost. They don't know what they want for oh, their life. Okay. And plus, and they just want to cause chaos. I, I I guess so because I would have a respect for animals way more than for those people, because as I mentioned before, you know, it's Taliban is no guarantee if they're all Afghans. They are not. If you ask any Afghans, they will tell you most of the Taliban are not are not Afghan. Okay, got it, got it. And so they just came so in just being rebels and trying to take over uh, the nation or take over the region. And Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. Thank you. Thank you for uh, clarifying that. You're listening to the Public Affairs Podcast. We're talking to uh, Captain Nilarofar. Uh, Romani, who is the first, I mean, and this this is nothing to scoff at. She is as Afghanistan's first female Air Force pilot with everything that 
happened in Afghanistan with growing up and how they, you know, treated women and you being a young Afghan woman who dreamed of becoming an Air Force pilot, um, not only being, you know, confronted with the technical challenges, but everything that your country and, and, and in that society was bringing was bringing your way like how did you get out? What did, uh, please share your success story. It definitely, you know, even thinking back and thinking about, you know, like all this journey that as an Afghan woman, you had to go through just because I wanted to serve my country and all the sacrifices and all the troubles that came to my life just because I wanted to serve my country and, uh, you know, bring a change for the girls that they have lost everything over years and years. And growing up, you know, like I was born exactly in the middle of the Civil War when there was a Taliban, in, you know, like very, very hard Civil War. And um, my mom even couldn't make it to the hospital. I was born at home and right at that moment, our apartment, the apartment next to our apartment just got bombed. And as a little baby, my family, of course, like a million other Afghans, they became refugees. And, you know, as a child, I would never wish this to any child in the world that I had to, you know, live under the camp in a refugee camp in a tent with, you know, just having a dream of having a run like a water, electric or something, a roof on my head. And for over years, live like that and all the rights, rights of education, everything you taken away from you. All you see is the violence that you hear against women. The day that I was born, um, you know, like our extended family from my parents' uh, families, they were shaming them by giving a birth to a girl. And, um, you know, it brought tears to my parents' eyes just because they give a birth to a girl. And um, in Afghanistan, having a girl it's a shame for the parents, but if they have a boy, that's the symbol of pride. And growing up, you know, with a very difficult, um, having a very difficult childhood and just dreaming of having something that at least a small right that most of the people in the world take it for granted of just be educated, go to school, have a right to be educated and be a free human. Always been, you know, just something like a dream in our, not only my heart, for every little Afghan girl in the country. And um, and there is so many reasons behind it, you know, like oh, looking all these violence and all these people. And sometimes, you know, sitting be, like just outside our refugee tent in the camp and uh, looking in the sky and just looking at the birds that how free they are. You know, as a child, I did not know what airplane is, what, you know, pilot is. Wow. All I knew is just uh, the birds, just how free they are. Mm-hmm. I wish I was one of them and fly away from all this trouble. Hey, you yeah. and me both, Captain <laughs> Ramani. <laughs> it's, I would absolutely not wish that for any child in the world because every child deserves to be happy and have at least a very basic, um, you know, a need in life and just live their life and enjoy their childhood. And never been that case for me and my other siblings. And coming back 
Afghanistan, you know, during exactly the Taliban in control and the capital, like Kabul, was in control of the Taliban. Looking at my own mom to get beat up by the Taliban just because she rushed to the hospital and she couldn't put a sock on her foot and her foot was showing, showing and then she got beat up that bad. And it has been a very hard situation to see and grow up in a country that women are treated less than animals. And growing up, you know, like a dream of what can I do, this has to stop. Because not only me, just thinking and talking on the, you know, eyes of every, like, voice of every Afghan girl, they would say the same thing that they were all tired of the situation. Why everything they have is against a woman. Mm. And plus, growing up, you know, my father, he's a, he's a hero in my life. And, of course, he didn't grow up with so much wealth. And Afghanistan always never been the case that you're smart, you're intelligent. You can always get to choose what you want to do. Even if you decide to go to the Mars and go to space and be astronaut, you just need to make it. Mm-hmm. But that never been the case for my father, and they never even allowed him to be a pilot just because he didn't have a connection in government and he didn't come from wealth. And the dream, you know, still been with my father for over years and even talking about it to me. And all these reasons behind my decision, you know, it just sparked that dream in my heart that. I have to really do something. And even do, uh, like, even really, I knew this is going to be very risky, not only for me, for entire my family. And um, I am very blessed to have support of my own family that they made my dream come true. And they fought along the way with me. And they never ever told me to give up, even we've been through a very difficult situation over years. Yeah, it just speaks to, you know, the resiliency that you have and and clearly you come from a bloodline of that same resiliency because you overcame everything that your country threw at you as being an Afghan woman and so for you to be honored by the United States State Department uh, with the International Women of Courage Award uh, and you got to meet former First Lady Michelle Obama and fly with the U.S. Navy SEALs of Blue Angels. I mean, I'm sure your family has to be uh, beyond proud of the accomplishments that you've made under the circumstances. And, you know, Captain uh, Romani, just to, <laughs> as we say here in America, just to keep it 100 with you, <laughs> um, your story sounds like a lot of stories right here in the United States. And um, and you overcame and you persevered. And to answer your question as to you don't understand why, you know, the men, men hate women so much. I'll tell you why. It is because you are the divine feminine. You are everything. You are literally, women are literally God's walking earth. You birth everything ideas, thoughts, you birth life. I mean, children, literally, life comes out of a woman. And so the power and the magic that a woman has, a man wishes that he had just a fourth of that. And that is why man hates woman so much, because she is greater than him, and he cannot come to terms to that. 
and that is to answer your question. Um, and, and I got to end it right there. This is a this is a fast twenty minutes. Uh, any last words that you want to share with the audience before we go? Well, thank you so much. Actually, I wish there was so many world men in this world exist like you and would think the way you think, and that's actually absolutely the reality. You know, like why these people forget where they came from? If it wasn't because of a woman right. exists in this world, there wouldn't be any men in this world. Right. And um, so, um, actually, the I just wanted to uh, mention one thing that I know life is hard, and um, you know it's never easy. But we should never give up. You know, never, giving up is never the way we have to live. And there's always days, you know, we all break and we all fail and we have uh, problems and there's something break us. But uh, we shouldn't forget that the next day, you know, we can always heal ourselves and rise again. Absolutely, yes. Tell them that part. Yes, we can heal ourselves. That's what I've been preaching like this entire time. Uh, Captain Romani, I mean, we... I am out of time because uh, I I could go there with you. But before we get out of here... the main one of the main reasons for you coming on to talk about your book please tell us about your book um my book actually names summarize my life as an afghanistan first female pilot and um this book was published july 6 uh 2021 this year and i am very excited to be able to share my journey uh the struggles and the dreams um that i had in the support that my family had for me and they supported me the entire way and I would like for the people that um, this book would be some type of an inspiration for them that if they really want to achieve something in their life just go for it and give it a try and never ever have lack of confidence because um, they just have to make their dreams happen because there's so many so many people in the world that take stuff and grant for granted but they don't realize the small stuff we take for in life there are so many people on the other side of the world that they would wish to have it and i really hope by this there would be some type of an inspiration for young generation for the people that they don't themselves and i hope i will be able to them to go after their dreams and make it happen Yes, indeed. The book is called Open Skies, My Life as Afghanistan's First Female Pilot by Captain Nilofar Ramani and Adam Skies, available right now. Um, We'll definitely look into that. And thank you, Captain Ramani, for uh, coming on the Public Affairs Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll be back with more of the podcast after this. From your local Houston BMW Center studios, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. Uncle Funky Larry Jones will join us soon, but um, he is back to talk money. Yes, I am talking about the CEO of Alliance Tax Solution. Please welcome back Diophilus Sample to the PAP. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm doing great, KG. How you doing? Man, I'm 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 doing well, but I'm keeping my ear close to the street. I'm reading other publications of things that are going on. I'm looking I'm paying attention to everything that's going on in the world and I see a pattern here. And so I'm glad that we are here talking money. Um right. and I I I 
I, there's so much I want to cover. First, I want to start with this. Um, to the audience, this show is pre-recorded. We recorded this conversation on Wednesday, uh, the fourth. Uh, even though you hear it on this Sunday, the 8th. All right, Diophilus. So um, I saw an article about uh, this global investment management company by the name of Cohen and Steers, who okay. owns the stock MIE. I read that last month that them and their stockholders um, decided to liquidate. And so they're going to liquidate their assets. They stopped trading on the New York Stock Exchange on Monday. And after um, the stock closed on Friday, they were closing for business and then distributing. Um, they're going to you know, distribute the assets. Now, in my mind, if, and, and this is Cohen and Steers with MIE. That's, what they're, um, that's, that's their name on the uh, on the stock. And then there's another company called Frequency, who's the same thing. They are also uh, liquidating uh, their assets. And these are global investment companies. So in my mind, I'm like, is there going to be some sort of crash or something? Because if this is if these are two global companies who are <laughs> pulling out, you know, because I was like, man, like this is dirty. Like, OK, they stopped trading on Monday. They're going to get their money all week and then close for business. After the stock closes on Friday, like this is going to have a, is this going to have a significant trickle down effect? Yeah, well, it's a few different different ways you can look at that or view that particular situation. Okay, because there's a lot of different variables, a lot of different aspects and perspectives in terms of when it comes to liquidating stocks. Okay, so in a situation like that, if they're a global company. You know, is this a part of the exit strategy? And that's the first place where I would start at, is by going, if I was a part of that company or, or investing in those stocks, i just go back to the beginning of, of the vision as to um, looking at, is this the way that the company wanted to exit first? And then secondly, uh, if it is, awesome. I'm getting ready to get paid out. Yeah, it is. If I'm if if I'm an investor, but if it's not, then the other variables are okay. Is there some sort of because the first thing I I think about is it was just the inside school. There's some sort of uh, uh, information. That, although mm. you global, is there some information some that insider you know trading going on? that's some some sort of information that you know? I'm not going to use that word okay. insider trading, but insider information that you know that that calls you the, the company to make that de that decision all right and then and the shareholders and the shareholders yeah and, and the board the board itself yeah, the board yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah and then um and then is it an industry that's going to be um, that's going to be around or be sustained during these hard economic times during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So those are just three different ways I would look at at that particular company to see whether or not they actually made the right decision. I, I will say that um, I just left my cardiologist on yesterday, and he and I had a conversation, and we were talking about 
whether or not the company, I mean, the, the, the country is going to shut back down again. And he believed that uh, we're headed in that direction. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. And so <clears throat> one of the things I shared with him, and this may be a little bit deep and it doesn't really have a oh, whole it don't lot matter. to do listen with here, the speak, money aspect you know, I speak of it. I speak truth to power. So listen, yeah. we got we to wake these folks up. Let's give them the truth <laughs> because they look well, at that, that, that screen that's hanging on their wall and that's what's telling them lies and, and feeding all that fear. So it's people like you and I that half it is our duty to give them the truth. Well, you know what, and, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. So here's what my 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 personal beliefs and views are on the current situation that's going on in the world. It's because I serve a God. Come on. And I serve him in the capacity where I recognize that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But repetitive throughout Scripture, we only we want to promote God as being the God of love, but we don't understand he's also a God of judgment. And God have always judged the earth throughout Scripture. And so we don't have to always understand it because we're a finite creature trying to un understand an infinite God. Hmm. I don't know why the pandemic is here. I don't. I don't know why people are dying from it. Here's what I do know. I do know that God gave me the ability to be able to, to know what my birth date is. But he didn't give me my death date. So I tell people this all the time. I'm not saying healthy eating is not the right thing to do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't exercise. I believe you should do all of those things so that the quality of life should be the best that you could possibly make it for yourself. I will tell you that the people that died in the whole, in that in that apartment building that uh, that hotel that crashed in Florida. Uh, in Florida didn't know that they were going that way. And I can almost bet you or guarantee you that there were some people in that, that that passed away in that, ate good, exercised. So we don't know that. We don't know when we're going to leave. So my take on that, my personal take on it is, you know what, do the best you can every single day, but be better today than you were yesterday. Indeed, indeed. Um, a lot of tricks going on um, with this government, um, with the Treasury. Now the trick is this child tax credit. Okay. I, I, it's funny you, you brought that up because I was just actually looking to see if they modified anything um, this morning. And so I left, actually left it up on my screen because if you mentioned it, I was going to actually bring it up. And let me oh, tell you absolutely. what it is. Oh, it, it, it was at the top of mind because I was seeing some things about it um, last night. Um, and so, it, it, you know, it sounds like a trap. It sounds like they're going to have to pay this back. Um, for those who are not familiar with, you know, the whole <laughs> child tax credit thing, can, can you please explain this you know in in layman's terms for, so people can have an understanding and right okay so it, it, yeah it was, okay so 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 let me just read it directly from the the irs re website real sure. quick and then i'll expound on it <clears throat> advanced child tax credit payments in 2021 Important changes to the child tax credit will help many families get advanced payments of the credit starting this summer. 
the IRS will pay half the total credit amount in advance monthly payments beginning July 15th. You will claim the other half when you file your 2021 income tax return. These changes apply to tax year 2021 only. Okay? To qualify for the advanced child tax credit payments, you and your spouse, if you filed a joint return, must have filed a 2019 or 2020 tax return and claimed the child tax credit on the return. Or given us your information in 2020 to receive the economic impact payment using the non-filers interpayment info here tool and a main home in the United States for more than uh, half the year. Uh, where is Or file a joint return with a spouse who has a main home in the United States for more than half the year. A qualifying child who is under the age of 18 at the end of 2021 or who has a valid Social Security number and made less than certain income limits. Now, so those are the qualifications. But to speak directly to what you were saying in terms of paying it back. So it's not clear as of yet. Mm, that part. How? Yes, it's not clear. <laughs> it's not clear. Now, it's a trap, y'all. <laughs> it's not clear. So, so, so what they're doing is is sort of figuring it out as we go, mm-hmm. and that's why we're so unstable as a country when it comes to the mask. You know, because we're getting different messages because they're just figuring it out as we go with no real clear plan. None. Now, these funds have already been allocated, so I would err on the side to say that they're given the child tax credit, all right, which you get on your return anyway, that that's money that you're not going to have to pay back. I'm going to err on that side because that's always been in place. The child tax credit has always been in place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right? But it's still not clear. Right. All right, so just to kind of keep that in mind. So, but, And my but, thing is, what is the just, motive for this time of the year for them to be doing this this time of the year? Why not just send out another stimulus check? Like, why we got to go through the rigmarole? Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's the politics of it. It's the politics of it. It's, 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 um, I, I, here's what I am doing that's good in certain instances, <laughs> but I'm also not going to take at the other obvious things like that's right. going on, the things in Texas, like the border, you right. know, the, the southern border, right. things, you know, things of that nature. And so I think, you know, from a, from a, from a consumer perspective, if we're looking at it, whether you're an individual or a business, and here's one of the things, uh, KG, that, that I brought out in a meeting the other day that I'm I'm actually starting on this journey to um, to introduce our our society, especially our community, to. And that is, you may not agree with the government when it comes to what they do with taxpayers' dollars. However, here's what we can all agree to is that the money that they do collect from us benefits us in ways like that those taxpayer dollars that they build roads and bridges 
They feed the hungry, finance wars. How do we think the um, you know school teachers get paid? How do we think the police department, these first responders, how do we think they get paid? No, your tax dollars benefit you in more ways than you actually think they do. Hmm. That's why you should pay your fair share. Because if you haven't, then you are driving on roads and bridges that I paid for. Right. And I don't think I need to keep paying your way. Hey, hey, watch this. Watch this. If we take it a step further, if you find out who you really are and you become sovereign, you won't have to pay any of those taxes because you will show proof that you are an indigenous owner of this land. Uh, Hands down. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That part. Let's go. um, Before we run out of time, uh, another thing I wanted to touch on. I didn't get to touch on this last time because when you, uh, Uncle Funky and I were going, we every time we talk, we just go. Um, (laughs) Cryptocurrency. Your thoughts on crypto? uh, Oh, man. (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, NFTs. All of the all of these things that are are, are are coming down. Should people, because I see it coming. I mean, there, there's a lot of places that I go where it's cashless, where they're only taking cards. You know, there's a coin shortage. Um, you know, inflation is on the rise. It's, so, your thoughts on that? Should people be looking into this, or is this, you know, because there's been a lot of I, pump and dump situations? Yeah. So let me say this: Should you be looking into it? Absolutely. You should be educating yourself. In, in terms of what cryptocurrency is, what digital currency is, you should be at least getting the education. All right. Whether you decide to jump ship and go that route, that's still your decision. Mm-hmm. However, I will say this keep in mind that we have always been a country, we've always been a society, we've always been a world. Okay, because global currency has always had the ability to be able to be tracked. And it was backed by gold. Backed by by gold. I mean, Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1972. Yes, because I was looking at old money just the other day, and I'm looking at the back of the dollar bill. It said one silver dollar bill. I was looking at a $100 bill. It had, you know, a gold coin on the bill. And I was like, man, this is supposed to be gold. That's ex- that's exactly right. But when he came out with that word called uh, fiat currency or quantitative easing, then that gave the government a license to print money out of thin air. Yeah, that, right. So that's the why reserve. they were able to come up with the, the yeah. That's why they were able to come up with that. Oh well, let's just put three trillion dollars, and we put another three trillion dollars. It's because you're just gonna go and print more just money. Print more money, and it doesn't even okay. Mean but you're driving up inflation and you're also diluting the dollar that's why a thousand dollars today won't buy what a thousand dollars would 20 years ago right damn 20 years ago i was thinking 30 you said 20 okay i mean well you can a thousand dollars today won't buy what a thousand dollars would five years ago ago. big facts big facts hell my iphone is 1200 man i mean i mean i mean but i mean just just look at it i mean in gas right now is just ridiculous yeah, you know, it's all it's 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 going down. I mean, 
literally, and I've been getting on Facebook Live and my own Instagram Live, and I've been telling people, like, look, y'all need to wake up. Things are happening. Once, you know, once I saw that Jeff Bezos and his wife was getting a divorce, I said, oh, it is going down. Then I started seeing Bezos, you know, secretly um, selling off stocks to Amazon, and then I saw Bill and Belinda Gates. Um, getting, That's what I was just getting ready and to I say. I was like, oh, it's really going down. And then he's funneling billions of dollars, you know, to her amid this divorce, and I'm using air quotes, and I'm like, something is happening. The powers that be, you got to ask yourself, why did 136 CEOs, like, resign from their company? Like, things are happening, but everybody <laughs> is in a coma, and they're not going to know what hit them until it's too late. What what th- things are happening, and I, and I will say this as far as um, so the flip side to to everything that's going on in our community, we have the best opportunity now as an African American to excel during these times, mm-hmm. especially when we have a Democrat in office, especially when. So we should be taking advantage of every opportunity. When I meet people, okay, gee, I, the first thing I talk to them about is what are they doing to actually build wealth for themselves so that it's generational. Mm-hmm. Not just the mere fact of you going to work on the job. What's, what problem that you have on the job that you can solve mm-hmm. that will make you millions? Because mm-hmm. it's probably an industry problem, and if you solve it, create the business around it, and then go do it. Hmm. You know, that's don't get it. me and, wrong. And that's what we're doing. I mean, and, and especially black women. I mean, they are number one when it comes. Look, they these black yeah, women they out here. They they see the need and they create. Uh, they create. They create this create this camaraderie. This, camaraderie, this yeah. yes, yes, yeah. and they go and they and they they are uh, and they're diligent about what they do. Very diligent, and they remain focused. Especially now, don't get me wrong. They, at some point in time, I think they get a little too independent. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. But hey, it's well, you feel time. like you don't need a man, but then at the same time, I, but you, know, but that's because we as men, we've got to step our game up. Mm-hmm. We've got to step our game up, yeah, and when mm-hmm. I when I, and go back to leading like we know we should be. So to um, to keep on that vein, before we um, have to get out of here, real quick, sure. um, with, with women, you know, starting these small businesses at the rate that they are, uh, what should one look out for to be compliant so the IRS won't come after them? Well, right now, what you should keep doing what you've been doing if you've been filing your tax returns, and make sure you've been filing them on time. If you didn't file them on time, make sure that you uh, you did file an extension. Okay, and and then if you're a business, make sure you file by September 15th. As an individual, make sure you file by October 15th. But what you you know just just to make sure that you you look out for 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 if you're in a situation where you have a tax problem, I will tell you this: as of August the first, the IRS is levying and garnishing like crazy. We've been sending fluctuation on phone calls where people say the IRS is levying my account. And then now we've got to go in there and undo it because the IRS has frozen the money. Now, by law, you have 21 days before the bank releases the money to the IRS. So I am going to say that if you need help, definitely give us a call at Alliance Tax Solutions. Go to our website, AllianceTaxSolutions.com, or give us a call. 
locally at 281-969-4166. Man, what a way to end it on. All I can think of is like, man, we, you know, we're going to be paying the queen forever because who owns the United States? The crown. But people don't know that. Diophilus Sample, the CEO <laughs> of Alliance Tax Solution, man. Give them a call for all of your tax needs. I'm telling you, um, they're, they're tax professionals, highly experienced in in all things taxes, all things IRS. Man, Diophilus, uh, thank you, my brother. Till next time. Absolutely, it was a pleasure being on here, and uh, I, I'm just I'm, I'm ready to serve. Indeed, indeed, I love that. And on that note. We will see you next week for the Public Affairs Podcast. On behalf of Uncle Funky Larry Jones, I'm KG Smooth. Enjoy your Sunday.